this time on Matters. Rose gets married. And I helped. <laughs> All this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. Yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss with me via the power of the internet, still in lockdown in a subterranean bunker. It's Matt Rose. Hey, buddy. How's it going? First one of 2021. We're ripping it up. Yeah. Record date is February 17th. When it comes out, who knows? Yeah. I will try to edit it as quickly as I can. The Matters (laughs) boys are doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 podcast has had COVID for three years. (laughs) We're doing fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. My hands are so dry right now. I'm fine. Oh god. I was I was gonna say that we are in the height of skin cracking season where I have split my skin on my fingertips so much over the past a couple weeks that it's just, it's insane. Let's see. I've got the userin out for very dry skin. The thing about this userin is uh, I don't know what the hell they put in it, but they uh, do put um, skin irritant in it as well. It just seems to not do as good of a job as gold bond hand cream. Gold, well, so, gold Bond's a gold star from this guy. Jeez, <laughs> uh, let me see if they still make it. Bath and Body Works had this stuff. I mean, that's what you want to hear. You just want to hear the fart of a userin <laughs> hand hand lotion. <laughs> you just, just a slow, <laughs> sad squirt. That says, yeah, you've done this quite a bit lately, haven't you? <laughs> ah, That's... buddy. Bath and Body Works, it's hard for me to believe that Bath and Body Works has a product that doesn't smell like raspberry shitting into a banana's mouth. <laughs> that I'm, gonna, that I'm really no, they... going to get behind. No, I, I, I am fully on board with Bath and Body Works. I, I love their stuff, especially their, uh, their, their body wash and stuff. They, I don't know if they still make it. That's the problem. But um, they have a line, C.O. Bigelow, that's, I think it's called C.O. Bigelow's uh, Apothecary or something. But their, their hand care cream, like my hands would look like, I don't know, fucking guy who drank from the wrong cup. And Indiana Jones, uh, and I would put that stuff on, and it was like, oh hey, I'm I'm a young person again. <laughs> like this is this is crazy. Do they make this from fucking you know virgins or something? What the hell is this? The hell is this shit? But uh, I, I can't find it on their site anymore. Uh, but it, I still have one thing, and it is so good. Here we go. Oh my god, they had. $35? F that. I will just use super glue. <laughs> oh. The hell? These guys have it for six bucks. Oh. You know, I'm just going to stop shopping while we're doing the podcast. Stop it. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? It's, it's just time. It's just time. I mean, when, when do we have time to shop? <sighs> 
So, uh, how you been, Maddie? You know what? I mean, uh, I think we have entered this state of lockdown where you're slap happy, but also just hanging on by yeah. a thread. By a thread. You're just yeah. like on uh, Valentine's Day. We went to Tim and Cindy, my in-laws. Yes, Catherine, uh, Rosemary, and myself. Oh, cool! And, and uh, we had a we had a Valentine brunch, which is great. Very nice. Because what did you guys have? Uh, we had uh, fruit of uh, fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Very uh, nice. Of uh, blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries. Can't go wrong with that. The love fruits. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's face it. And then um, we had some eggs. Some ham, oh, nice. some bacon, you know, and then um, what else? Just typical brunch stuff. Brunchy shit. Yeah. And then Catherine was like, I would like to go to Pottery Barn to see these candlesticks that I've been looking at. Because okay. that is where we're at. And I'm like, <laughs> sure, let's go see these goddamn candlesticks. <laughs> and then I slowly began to lose my mind as I'm in a mall... And it's like, motherfuckers, it has been a year. A year. And you still haven't figured, the mask is still kicking your ass. Still, yeah, you still, you still, still have it below your nose. Still, like, still wearing the chin diaper. Still yeah. haven't <laughs> figured it out yet. Yeah, Man, like, don't the, you realize you are the ones causing this to go on longer? Like, yeah. just... Just figure it, just figure it out. Yeah, figure it out, man. Get your head out of your um, ass and just figure yeah. it out. It's a mask. It goes over your nose. It's not a big deal. You wear glasses. You take your glasses up. You put your glass. You the old masky down on the nose. You put the glasses over the mask. Pull it back. Hey, guess what? Doesn't fog up. Yeah, yeah. there it is. That's how. That's how your breathing works. Oh my God. Yeah. I just, I was losing my mind. And that's what I think I'm realizing is that I am quietly a very angry person. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, I'm glad that you're finally coming around to my side <laughs> of the table. <laughs> Only I am not quiet about it. I am, I am quite verbally an angry person. Well, I think I've <laughs> always been quietly angry, but now it's starting to become like, it's just starting to like <laughs> pop out of me and it's yeah it's rough yeah. It, it's a rough I, I go has your has your mom been vaccinated yet my mom is vaccinated my mom okay, has had great. both shots my parents my parents have been both shots too that's amazing yeah i'm so i'm really glad about that i'm i'm very curious when i will actually be able to get a shot what is that? Um, this is Triple Jam, and I greatly overestimated my <laughs> overestimated my pouring abilities because that just foamed right Shot the fuck all up. over. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah, Triple Jam is a uh, is a uh, Blake's cider that has um, much like your fruit salad, strawberry, blueberry, and uh, raspberry. I think, oh. or is it? The love fruits? Or is it blackberry? I'm sorry, it's strawberry, blackberry, and raspberry. Which I mean, it's it's delicious. Like the first time that Tati ever had it, I could basically see her future and it was 
Well, I'm sorry. I could basically see my future, and it was me having to buy, you know, case after case of it. I have to get more of this. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is quite delicious, and uh, it's best when you don't pour it so fast in your glass that it foams out of it, and right. you have to you have to try drinking it like a fool. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's what I'm drinking, man. Sorry about the sorry about the diversion there. That's fine. That's fine. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm very glad that my parents got it. I'm I'm a little curious when I will be able to get it because I'm you know paranoid that my my health problems will will cause me to die as soon as I get it. So please get vaccinated as quickly as possible, me. <sighs> so I know that there is a clinic in Detroit that will. Um, like, you know, they get like, let's say 500 vaccines a week and they have to give all 500 away or they have to throw them away at the end of the week or something, something along those lines. So if people call and they're not in the target group, but they still have vaccines to give away, they will give them to the people who call in. But I just, I don't want to be the person that calls in right before a person who is of age and who needs the vaccine more than I do. And then they say, well, we, we gave it to somebody else in line. Like, I, I want to wait my turn. Right. I don't, I don't want to jump. But I also don't want those vaccines to go bad, right? Okay. So it's like, it is a tough line to walk. That's, that's the whole thing right now. It's like, better transparency with all of this would be, I don't know, super fucking helpful. Just because it feels like... It, it's going to take forever, you know, and, and I get there was no plan. I'm there. I'm already there. <laughs> there isn't yeah. a part of me that was like, what do you mean? There was no plan. Now it's now it's it was it was quite obvious that the Trump administration had no idea what to do. Right. So they were just like, you know, hey, your states, you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Which, OK, that's where we were. But now where we are. And I feel like it's getting better. At least some information is starting to trickle out. But there's still the, you know, hey, this we need this to not take a year for all of us to get vaccinated. Do we know how many? Let me see. So the last, I just pulled it up today. We're at in, uh, in the world... So the world's had like 512 million shots or something like that. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty wild. No, excuse me. 181 million shots have been given out in the world. And we've got like a quarter of them. 48 million doses administered in the U.S. Yeah, that pretty much. It's it's crazy to think, though, that so many of those have been under the Biden Biden administration. Like under Trump, I think at the beginning of the year, they had two to three million vaccines given. Wow. And now we're at, you know, 48 or, or 53 or whatever. I mean, I think that the 100 million that Biden set as his goal is actually pretty doable. Because uh, I know that they're going to start giving the vaccines to CVSs and Walgreens, and that is yes. where it's going to really, 
you're going to see a lot more people getting vaccinated because right now a lot of people don't know where to go. You know, they, they don't know to call their Department of Health for their county. They don't know if they can go to another county's Department of Health. They don't, you know, why can't their doctor give it? Well, because a lot of doctors can't give those vaccines. I mean, you know, do I go to a hospital? Do I not go to a hospital? Because the hospitals used to used to say, don't come here unless it's an emergency or you have COVID. And now it's like, well, but is it okay for me to go to the hospital to get, to get the vaccine? You know, right. there was there was just so many things that weren't clear that I hope that that's one of the things Biden is able to do. Is, well, the Biden administration uh, is able to do is say, hey, guys, this is the information you need to know. You know, here's here's a running list of the places you can go for the vaccine, you know, that's broken down by state and then region and then, you know, by county. These are all the places you can go. Call ahead of time. Let them know all, you know, here's the here's the policies you guys or here's the procedures you guys should follow and all that. I mean, because that's that's part of the problem is there was no federal plan. It, it, right. You're exactly right. It was just, OK, states and, and territories figure it out on your own and that is how you get over 50 plans that don't work. <laughs> right. And it's and it's just frustrating because I don't know the right answer. You don't know the right answer. None of us know the right answer. But it's just like, if you told me what we're doing and you showed that that's what we were doing, mm-hmm. then I'm probably going to say less because guess what? Everybody has a fucking opinion on how to do something. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't matter how small time the idea is. Hey, let's have pizza for dinner. I was thinking Chinese. Well, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't matter at all. Well, what... yeah, because, I mean, at least if you say, you know what? We're going to have pizza for dinner. At least you don't have to sit there for 45 minutes looking on Grubhub or, or DoorDash, like, well, what do I want? Scrolling through all the things, and then you get per, uh, analysis paralysis, and you don't eat. Right. You know, and like, then, like, having a plan is... A shitty your, plan your is better than no plan. Plan at all, yes. And a shitty plan can be revamped into a better plan when you actually get some, Absolutely. D- some data to support the changes yeah, I mean, that need to be made. A, a, statue, a statue doesn't just become a statue. You have a block of stone or or marble or whatever, and you eventually start carving it until it forms the statue. Well, you know, the first revision of a plan, the first revision of a book, the first revision of anything needs to be carved out. It needs to be whittled down into the final piece, right? Right. I mean, how many times have you written a first draft where that was what was used? You know when that when you know when that happens. When you're trying to name something and you put a placeholder name in there and you never go back to correct it. True, true, true. That's, uh, that's where like, terrible names come from. Yes. But yes. yes, the overarching things, no, none of it's first draft. Yeah. And I mean, you know, for me, because I am uh, an application developer. I am so used to never having the first revision of something be the final version that like, it it makes no sense to me why people think that having 20 revisions, 30 revisions to a plan is bad. No, that shows you are learning 
That shows that you are making it better with every revision, for crying out loud. That doesn't mean that you've failed 19 times. It means that you have learned 19 times how to make it better. It, it, it just, it is mind-boggling to me how short-sighted and foolish some people are on stuff like this. Like, look, dude, if the Trump administration had actually handled this well, I would have given them all the credit in the world. I give them the credit for for giving the funding to get the vaccines done so quickly. That was that was a very good plan. Mm -hmm. But you know what would have been a really good plan? Telling the states and everybody else how to handle this, how to how to make mask wearing a patriotic duty and not something that just the Democrats and the libs do. Like it's how this became identity politics it's is so ridiculous. Stupid. And it can be laid very firmly at the feet of the Republicans and Trump because they have they have you know fanned the flames of culture war for so long that it became a well you're infringing on my freedoms. No, really not. <laughs> really not. We're trying to keep you and everybody else alive, you dumb dumb. I, I just I just bide my time. I'm still not seeing I mean, I obviously said that I was going over my in laws are who I see because we no longer have our nanny Talitha, um, mm -hmm. who was excellent and we loved her and we loved having her at the home, but she just with everything going on needed to for personal reasons um take not be here anymore i don't know how to say that that sounded terrible um but no i mean she was she was great and it was time for her to move on and now my mother-in-law and i love it is watching rosemary monday through friday and my mom is oh i didn't know she was doing monday through friday that's awesome yeah so she's doing monday through friday which is excellent but i know that long term she isn't going to want to do that maybe one right. day you know but not not five days because she wants to get back into tutoring because tutors are so necessary with everything that's happening in the school. Yeah, absolutely. That, you know, she, she had a tutoring business for a long time. So I know that, and she does everything from special needs and all the way up to, you know, high school. So she has the ability to tutor and, you know, the ability to make some extra money and who doesn't want some of that. So, but that's my circle. Matt, right now, be where your <laughs> where your mic is. It says Wayne Cunty life. That's correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. Moving on. Back to Cindy. But I mean, so she, so she's here. So she, I see Cindy every day. Mm -hmm. That's my circle now. So well, we and you see how often do you see Tim? And I see Tim two to three times a week now. Okay. But it's like I see yeah, it I mean, because I see Cindy every day. She goes home, obviously, you know, so yeah. it's like in for a penny, in for a pound. Like that's. Yeah. The, the, the people that I actually see are my sister and her boyfriend and uh, once in a while, my parents. But when we see them, we are separated. We are all wearing our masks. And my sister's house is so big that we can literally be like 15 feet apart from each other in the same room. Yeah. And, you know, my sister and Mark, you know, only leave the house to go shopping 
I, Tati and I only leave the house to go shopping or to go to the doctor. It's not like we're going to parties and, and, and not wearing our masks and shit, you know, like you remember, do you remember how it was at the wedding? Yeah, totally. Where everybody was wearing their masks and all that. That's how it is. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned the wedding because we have not announced the fact that you we are a not announced. The fact that I am <laughs> you married. are yes. now a married man. Mm-hmm. One month and one day since the wedding. Wild, yeah. wild it times. Is wild. It is wild. I uh, I performed the ceremony. You did. It was it was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? Why don't Why don't we take a break and then we come back and we can actually talk about the wedding? Sure, we can do that, and we'll be right. back with more matters after this. Back to matters. All right, Matt. Let's talk about it. Yes, you're a married dude. You're married. I am a. I am a married dude now. And um, well, I can tell you my perspective on it was. Yes, I, was, I would like to hear your perspective because I was super excited that uh, mm-hmm. number one and and very humbled and flattered that you asked me to perform the ceremony. Mm-hmm. But I had I had the meeting with you two, like the week before the wedding. Yes, and. Catherine was trying to get details of your yes. wedding out of me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And then I had the meeting with you two. And she asked me more questions post that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Catherine, I think the only thing that matters to Tati and Matt is that at the end of the night, they're married. <laughs> There is yeah, no, I mean, there is no color, there is no theme. There yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I mean, you know, COVID has has definitely caused people to simplify things, and so, you know, like we were thinking, should we have food and all that? And then it was, you know, it was mid January, and the numbers were terrible and getting worse, and it was like. No, we just, we absolutely can't do that. Like, I couldn't invite my brother, you know, because mm-hmm. for, for him to come all the way down here and, uh, you know, it's just, it was way too much of an ask for what it was essentially, an, you know, a, a half an hour ceremony. Right. Even less. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it was, I think it was under 20 minutes, but. Yeah. We, we, you know, we, we kept it cooking, baby. We kept yeah. It yeah. We just. Uh, but, you know. I'm so glad that you brought up the readings and stuff like that. Yeah. Because Tati and I were just going to go through the ceremony and that was it. And then you were like, well, so if we just do that, it's going to be like two and a half minutes. <laughs> right. So, so why don't we? Right. I, I could marry you right now with five words. I mean, mm-hmm. like you, yep, you, yep, married. Um, yeah. <laughs> High fives. But yeah. Yeah. No, so when I, when I had the interview with you both, it, it was because this. If I, I run them down, let's see. I I performed the ceremony for Jay and Janice. Yep. Performed the uh, ceremony for Jen and Eric. Mm-hmm. For Laura and Dustin. Mm-hmm. And my friends, your friends, Brian Lark, and yeah. Krista. Yeah. So 
this was my fifth. You were my fifth. So I've done enough, and I've DJed one wedding. I John and Jen's? Two weddings. John okay. and Jen's, and then um, Joe Hingleberg's sister's. Oh, wow. And, okay. But that was like in in uh, St. Clair on the river. So it was more like, just play these songs, please. And I was like, no Man. problem. DJ Word em Up Returns. Word em Up Returns. <laughs> on the ones and twos. <laughs> so, but like you, going. You didn't think I was going to do it. And oh, then, and then bam, bam there it was. <laughs> Wayne Cunty. Um, so. <laughs> But no, now now that I've been involved with my own wedding and enough weddings, I know the questions to ask. And it was kind mm-hmm. of like, hey, how, you know, especially I'm like, how religious do you want this to be? Uh, how, you know, like. A scale of one to ten, like one and a half, I guess. <laughs> exactly. But like ten would be like gnashing of teeth and sackcloth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like we don't want to poke God in the eye, but at the same time. <laughs> but you know, just like, and do you have any readings? Anybody want to do anything? And one of the and one of the fun parts was, you know, just me owning the fact that I don't speak Spanish, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, and knowing that there was going to be a large percentage of the of Tati's family and friends on that that was their primary language. Yes. And some of them spoke English, but some of them did not. I was like, we should do something. We should yeah, do something. So, so you had uh, Tati's best friends, Luis and Raquel, were there. So you had Raquel read. Uh, I, I think you... Well, I, I had asked you how you and Tati got to the point of getting engaged. Yes. And when I heard that story, I was like, well, why don't I tell that story in English? And then Raquel can tell the story in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that would be, you know, because there would be a lot of people on the call that may not have had the opportunity to talk to Tati at length about how you met. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, you know, because once I found out that there was going to be not only people from Argentina and Peru and Venezuela, uh, Spain. Um, yeah, I mean, this was a very international wedding. <laughs> exactly. So it wasn't like... Well, everybody grew up in southeastern Michigan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it was more, and the probability of Tati having long conversations with them about you and how you met, I, I felt like it was pretty appropriate to, to, to kind of tell the story. So on the day when when we actually had the ceremony, I was super nervous, and I was more, you were cool as a cucumber, buddy. Like, you... <laughs> You were in the zone, like you, you know, you were like, I have one thing to worry about here (laughs) that, you know, I say what you say, I say whatever you say after you say it, Matt, Mm -hmm. and then uh, (laughs) I don't drop a ring in the fire, (laughs) like, (laughs) you know, like, and I get it because on my wedding day, except for like a few points, pretty straightforward, pretty easy, pretty much was like pretty cool about everything and here i was like nervous and i was like turn off the television it is not football time what do we, get over here everyone <laughs> but only because i just was like hey we're actually performing a ceremony everybody mm-hmm. let's put down and that's the thing it's like you you we had to have it the way that we had it because that was the way that it could get done but it was like yeah, and i mean the 
the drama that we had to go through right before everything started where so Tati had Tati had a free um Zoom account and so Zoom says that you know you can get like you know 59 minutes for free or whatever with a Zoom call but what they don't always tell you is that it is 59 minutes when it is under a certain amount of people and the more people that join the shorter that time becomes. Right. So we and, start that Zoom call and people start popping in and that timeline goes from 59 minutes to 15 teen minutes. Real fast. And, yeah, and she hadn't even come down yet. So then my sister was like, "Well, okay, I have a professional account." So uh, she had to join on her laptop, post the the new link. And then once we got to the new link, people were like, well, wait, I can't hear you. Or I can hear everybody else. Why isn't everybody muted? And it was just a lot of scrambling. But uh, unfortunately, not everybody was able to go to the second Zoom, which yeah. I felt bad about. Because, I mean, family members of mine didn't get to didn't get to watch. It's okay. Right. We, we have the pictures. You know, we, we have the, the memories. We have the rings. We exactly we sent in our we sent in our our paper to immigration. I mean, everything is everything is taken care of. Yeah, and I I have to say that on my wedding day, I because typically I am not a champagne person, but I had two very good champagnes. Yes. <laughs> so my parents bought, or they I'm sorry, they did not buy. They brought a bottle of Dom Perignon that they had been given uh, as a present. And then you brought... I brought Billicart salmon. Yes. I don't know how it's actually pronounced. I'm sure it has a French flourish. But I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, French, so it is a true champagne. Mm -hmm. And it's my go-to up. I usually would get Veuve. Veuve is kind of like my... Hey, we're, you know, Catherine and I are trying to celebrate something. But mm -hmm. then when it's like a notch up, I go with mm -hmm. the Billicard salmon. I really, really like it. Yeah, it's um, good. It's very good. It's really good. It's it's really drinkable. Um, I love Dom. Like Dom is Dom. It's like it. Yeah. It's it still. I, I understood. I understood why it had the reputation it had when I when I took the first glass. Where I was like, Yeah. This don't taste like you know. Yeah, no. Like <laughs> this Duvel or whatever. <laughs> this ain't Corbell. Yeah, yeah, because Corbell. <laughs> this ain't Cooks. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little. It's a little up. Yeah, it's a little. Those up are market. the Boone's Farms of, uh, of sparkling of wines. Champagne. Yeah. It, 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 I, I mean, I've only had that was probably like in my life the third time I've had Dom. Because it, I mean, it's it should be special, you know it what should, I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't understand people who buy Cristal and Dom often. Yeah, like, you take it easy. Like, there's a reason why it costs that, but it should be yeah. very special. We have a bottle of Dom here because Catherine made goal and told her team that if we made goal, I will we will have a toast at the sales meeting with dom and that's, oh, well, that's what she awesome. did that's awesome so and that's did, what did she they did make, did they make gold last year oh yeah oh yeah oh my god that is huge yeah it was it was huge well it's like 
there's a very interesting thing that's happened. I mean, I know, I know we're getting off of the wedding. Let me try to wrap this up in a couple sentences. You better. There was a shift in product. Mm-hmm. Everybody had textbooks and then they needed online. Yeah. So there was new things to buy. Well, and they were, they had been working on that online system for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, so once they had it, I mean, once yeah, you awesome. had to use it, it was like, okay, we need yeah. it. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. That they so, were able to make gold. That's awesome. Pretty amazing. Um, but then, yeah, so we had some amazing champagne. Um, mm-hmm. the, the ceremony went so fast. Uh, it but it was it, it was very interesting and a different thing because we were in a study, we were in a den, a, an office, if you will. But mm-hmm. it was a really well. I mean, your sister's home is beautiful, yeah. You know, and it really had a good feeling to it. Like it wasn't too far off if you went to a country club. You yeah. know, like it had that aesthetic, it had that feel. It, it felt really like nice, mm-hmm. and obviously seeing your mom and dad being there. And, um, you know, you said that Tati wore your grandmother's dress? Yes, that was my grandmother's dress. It was, like, made for her. Like that, it's, it's so funny. Everybody who has seen that dress has been like, oh, my God, that dress. And so they'll, you know, they'll ask, where did you get it? And it's like, that is my grandma's dress. That dress is about 100 years old. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it is, like, it's it perfectly crazy. preserved. Mm-hmm. Whoever did the pres- uh, preservation on that dress deserves a medal oh. because it looked impeccable. It didn't look. And the thing is, that dress has been worn multiple times, like I, multiple weddings. My aunt Pet got married in that dress. Yeah, I, you know, this is this is not just a one and done dress. This is this has been the in the Mueller family for you know like i said i mean literally like almost 100 years it's amazing it was amazing it was just like you told me that it was your grandmother's dress before i saw tati in the dress and when i saw the dress i was like there's no way there's no (laughs) fucking way because it looked brand new Mm -hmm. and it looked like it was made just for her Mm -hmm. so amazing it fit it fit really well it it is amazing the God, I can't believe I'm gonna make this fucking comparison. It's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants, man. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, keep going. <laughs> uh, because whoever has worn it, people have said the same thing. That it was like the dress was made for them. But my aunt, when she wore it, and my aunt is a, a, a very different build from Tati, the dress was perfect. For my aunt, or for my grandma, whose build was different than the two of them, fit like a glove. It's just such a well-constructed dress. It's amazing. Yeah, so I, I was, I would, you know, and I mean, obviously, I wasn't allowed to see her in the dress. Right, of course. Until she walked down, and it was like, I don't remember that dress looking like that in my grandma's wedding pictures. <laughs> right. So, I mean... yeah, I was, I was, yeah, it was, it was really something. So... Because because we had the wedding at your sister's house, there was mm-hmm. there was some things that would be different than if you had it at a church or a hall or someplace like that. Probably the biggest yeah. one was that you two came together. Like when I drove up, yes. you two were in there. So 
there was just like this last minute, like an hour before the ceremony, where it was just like, well, okay, well, I'm going to get ready now. <laughs> you know, like there was. Oh yeah, I I disappeared for three minutes to go put my suit on, and then I started hearing, "Where's Matt?" And I was like, you know, I I I, I had to like run out while putting my pants on. I'm like, what? What's going on? And they're like, Matt, we have to do the walkthrough now. I was like. Guys, like, I was gone for three minutes putting my suit on. Relax. Well, I only did that because you were... I know. It was going to take Tati a lot longer to get ready. It was going to take Tati a lot longer. And it was one of those things where it's like, if we don't do this now, it's not getting done. And then nobody's going to know. And your mom, I love her so much. She was killing me. She was (laughs) killing me. So I go to her. I'm like... Do you have the readings? Uh, do you have the readings? Because I printed them out. Mm-hmm. Well, I sent Matt a whole bunch of readings. I'm like, yep. And Matt wants you to read this one. And, and then it was like silent confusion. Well, yeah, I mean, I can read that one. <laughs> Great. Because that's the one you're reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was just like, um, um. Mrs. Rose, I don't know how else to say this, but yeah, just 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 read read what's on this piece of paper. Rip everything off except that one. Yeah, because <laughs> that's I'm gonna point at you and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna tap say, on your shoe and three gonna, times exactly. and say hello, Mr. Thompson. <laughs> because that's the one I need you to read for me, please. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't know what else to do besides. I mean, to be to be fair, I think my mom by that point had had several lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, very. It was a very very funny moment where I was just like, we're saying the same thing, Mrs. Rose. Yeah, yeah. That's that's oh god, that's so funny because I even told my mom days before. Okay, I'm going to have you read this one, and then I'm going to have Dad read that one. Mm -hmm. And, oh, okay, okay, okay. I don't get how she was confused about that, but, you know, it doesn't matter. That was so funny. (laughs) It just doesn't matter. (laughs) And then, so, like, she's good, and then I go to your dad, and he's like, I'm going to finish this thing in, like, two seconds. I'm like, (laughs) I know. I know. In my head, I'm like, hey, man. Make a meal of it. <laughs> Just make a make a cheaty meal out of those sentences. That's why I gave him such a lead in. I was like, yeah. these words, although heard often. <laughs> he did Yeah, actually I think I think I gave my dad the Love what his... was it, the Ecclesiastes or whatever. Yeah, you basically you gave him like the Beatitudes, you know, like you gave yeah. him a love is care you know, kind. Yeah. It does not boast. Exactly. The very, very well-known yeah, I mean, verse about the, love. The whole reason why like we did the the religious things was basically for my parents and for my family that's still very Catholic. You know, my aunt and uncle. And, yeah. And you know, you know what? I, like, those things transcend religion. Yeah. I, it I, it I, wasn't I like, like, and yay, say Peter to Agnaroth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're... I think they're universally applicable. Yes. It doesn't matter, you know, where what book it's from. It doesn't matter what religion it's from. I think every everybody can get a little something out of that. But I, you know, Tati and I really appreciated you doing the wedding. That was... Oh, thanks. It was great. And I know that 
I know that I the only emotion I really ever show are anger and and laughing at people, but <laughs> um, you know, I think that was one of the few days in the past god 10 years or so where the light you know the clouds parted for a while and like you were came out you were joyful you Mm -hmm. had joy on your face well yeah who could ask for more like you can't that was like i was so in love with that moment because it's such a true wonderful moment it's like Mm -hmm. You're happy. She's happy. We're, this is how it's supposed to be. It isn't. Yeah. Oh, what are we getting? The TV was on. Like who? Ca- oh, we're in a den. None of it mattered. Literally, yeah. none of it mattered. And it was mm-hmm. all over the two of your faces. And it was honestly just great to be in the room because you know when we ended the ceremony and the Zoom ended as well. And you know, under normal circumstances, our non-COVID circumstances, that's when. You know, you would retire for a moment and then you would have the reception where everybody gets to yeah. have like 10 seconds with you. But yeah. like to be there and to be able to have that, it was very, very special to me as well. Yeah. But I, I was yeah. also, when I was performing the ceremony, like, please don't make a mistake now, Matt. You are uh, marrying, performing the ceremony to marry Tati and Matt. Please remember her name is Tati and his name is Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, like, just when it hits you that you're performing the ceremony to the guy you've known 30 years, it, it was a little bit more like, I mean, I've known Jay and Janice, but like, like I was a kid, and so were they, I mean, to, compared to us now. Jesus so, Christ, we were kids. Yeah. You know, so it was like, it was it was a big deal, but it wasn't like, it was like, yeah, we're going to do it, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, and, man, I was in the ceremony. I remember. <laughs> and, and Jen and Eric was also like an adventure, right? We're in mm-hmm. Utah. We're having fun. It's 2009. Things are going great. We're happy. Like it was. A, God, I was 32. Holy yeah. Shit. So it was like we're a little bit older. We're taking yeah. it seriously. But it's still very much like we're, we're having an adventure. And then mm-hmm. Dustin and Laura was a little bit more formal for me because mm-hmm. it was like, I know Laura, I know Dustin, but I don't know them, know them. You know, it isn't like we... Not like me, not like me or Jay. Exactly. So that one was, that was fun to do, but it was very much more like, okay, I'm performing the ceremony for for friends. Mm -hmm. And then Brian and Krista was a completely different thing, because then I'd live with Brian for, for as long as I lived with Brian. And I was like, oh my gosh, here we are. But that, I never had that moment of like, it was like, yeah. Of course, I would be performing the ceremony. But when it was you, it was like, wow, we're in this moment. You know, like this moment. And maybe it's because I was there when Brian met Krista and I was living in the house and there was a longer breadcrumb trail. And like Laura and Dustin were together forever, you know, and I, I was, you know, it was like Catherine really hasn't even met Tati. Yeah. And it was like, here we are, man. We're okay. Yeah, let's. I was like, oh, my. Oh, <laughs> do not remember, Matt. The words are, I now pronounce you man and wife. Uh, <laughs> not get out of here, bozos. <laughs> well, yeah, like, I I know when I have done things a million times, I still 
am worried that when I actually do it, I'm going to swear or fart or just do just something. something. Where it's just like, like there's no reason why ever I would be nervous about that. Mm-hmm. You know, but well, shit. Shit. I mean, it was a moment none of us ever thought it would come. So I get why you were nervous. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I lose that betting pool. <laughs> <laughs> Never how fucking dare say. you! How dare, how dare you. you! How dare you! But yeah, and you know, we when we finished and we took all the pictures, it was just really, just a really cool moment. It was just really, really awesome. I was very happy yeah. for you. I was very happy for you and Tati. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a really good day. And then um, when we were on our way home, we were both quite hungry, and. Um, so we were looking for places to eat, and a place that I had mentioned we could eat was Ocean Prime. Uh, but, you know, we were we were looking on DoorDash, and if we ordered through DoorDash, it was going to take an hour and a half. But if we picked it up, it was going to be half an hour, and it was like, oh, we're going to pick it up. So we drove to Ocean Prime because it was going to be on the way. Uh, like, we, we pulled into a parking lot, and we ordered it through DoorDash on my phone. And then we just drove there and waited. And I think they, I think they called and then we're like, okay, your, your meal's ready. And we just went up to the front door, picked it up, took it home. She got not prime rib. Hmm. Got to start naming cuts of beef, man. Well, okay. Uh, Porterhouse. New York, she New got York, York strip. strip. Yeah. She got a New York strip and they cooked it perfectly for her. You know, it was still pink in the middle and. She she really liked it. I got crab cakes because I fucking love crab cakes. Uh, and then she got, or, well, I should say we got uh, as an appetizer lobster mac and cheese and their truffle fries. Ooh. And oh my god, it didn't seem like we were getting that much food, but we got so much food. <laughs> and then we had um, we had bought a cake, you know, just like I mean, you know, we I think we got it at Whole Foods. But it was, you know, just a, a simple little cake that was our wedding cake because we forgot our cupcakes at my sister's. I forgot house. my cupcake too. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. That explains the mystery cupcake. Okay, because my sister was like, "There is an odd number of cupcakes here. I don't get it." And I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, but I, was, I got home and I was like, "Fart flop." <laughs> <laughs> Sad trombone. Um, but uh, they were uh my mom got them at vincent joe's yes and they were red velvet with cream cheese frosting i mean you know nothing nothing out of the ordinary but they're pretty good let me tell you absolutely (laughs) yeah they were delicious delicious Uh, you know i mean we did the best we could with the time that we had and the you know the resources we had i mean they're you know we weren't going to have a wedding with a hundred people that's fully catered. We were going to keep it, you know, as small of a circle as we could. We made sure everybody in the wedding quarantined before they went. Everybody had to wear their masks except for me and Tati when we kissed, Yep. you know, and set our lines. It was great. You yeah. know, I mean, it was simple, but I always kind of wanted it to be simple that totally makes you know sense. i mean yeah because i've been to like I, I went to um 
a, a friend's wedding <clears throat> and he's Greek and you know, like first generation Greek. So the it's wedding different thing. had like 300 people. Yeah. And it was, you know, I mean, not to, not to generalize, but he's Greek. So a lot of his family owned restaurants, so they catered it. So, you know, it was delicious Greek food. Love it. But you don't even get 10 seconds with everybody. No. You you just have to walk table to table and say hello, thanks for coming, and then go to the next table because there are literally hundreds of people there. And, you know, some people think they deserve more time than others. So of it's course. like, yep. you know, they they eventually made it to our table and, you know, they were able to speak with us for just a, a little bit. But, you know, I mean everybody understood you guys are under a lot of pressure to see everybody here <laughs> right yeah that's a lot but, i mean the, those those weddings i mean they cost so like much. sixty thousand dollars i mean that's insanity to me it's like everybody who's coming is helping to pay for the wedding yeah yeah for real yeah it's it's nuts but you know i always wanted like, well, I mean, let me let me rephrase that. I never thought I was going to get married to start. But then when I actually started to think, you know, maybe I will get married, it was always I want it to be a very simple thing. I don't want it to be where Pop it's a blur and, and you yeah. yeah, and you you just you don't remember anything. And, you know, you, you get into the bridezilla groomzilla things right. where like people are losing their shit. And it's like, I, I don't want that. I, I want it to be about the day. I want it to be about the fact that my wife and I, or, you know, my fiance and I will be married. And that is, that is the start we have. We have a good start that continues to get better. Not, we have a terrible rocky start where everybody's mad and stressed and then you drink too much, you know? Right. No, that's, that's, that's not what we wanted. That's no fun. Yeah. So we, we had a great start, uh, with with that wedding with the ceremony with everything it was I, I don't think it could have gone better so love it thank you for thank you for being part of it and thank you for doing it and of course you know i'm i'm glad that everything turned out the way it did me too me too me too well uh why don't we take another break and, and uh, then uh yeah we'll, 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 we'll wrap do this what up yeah. all right uh we'll be back with more matters after this talk about what we are into um manny are you ready to go i think i have one locked and loaded i have i have one locked and loaded oh actually i got two locked and loaded but um i'll start with the first one uh tati and i have been watching sherlock oh shit yes the bbc series yeah the bbc series so with good Benedict cumberbatch and uh uh martin freeman and you know, we're on episode two, season two. Okay. Uh, 
And it's so it's basically the Hound of the Baskervilles. Yes. Um, or I should say the Hounds of Baskerville. That's <laughs> the name of the episode. But uh, I I really like it. I think that I think that it's I think it holds up very well done. Yeah. I I definitely think it holds up. I think it's very good. Yeah, I I think that everybody does a really good job. Um, it's funny, but not overly jokey. And yes, it's. I like the fact that a season will be four episodes. That's probably my favorite part. Mm-hmm. I feel like season one and two are untouchable. I feel like they're very, very good and very, I very heard, I have heard that there are differing opinions on season three and four. Season three and four are, they're just different. There's mm-hmm. a long, there's a long period of time between season two and season three mm-hmm. the dynamic changes and some of it doesn't some of the magic of the first two seasons isn't there mm-hmm. they're still good they're not season one and two good mm-hmm. still worth a watch still absolutely yeah, yeah, worth we're, a watch. we're still gonna watch them because we, um, God, we have watched so many shows. <laughs> we watched when she when she first got here. We were watching a bunch of stuff. Well, I mean, when she first got here, it was October, so we were watching as much horror as she could stand. She's a Freddy cat. She doesn't like horror movies, but I get that she was she was willing. Yes, of course you do. You're a Freddy cat, um, but she put herself through watching The Shining and Doctor Sleep. She watched a couple others. She won't watch zombie movies because she has a serious aversion to corpses. Oh. Um, so she just, that's a non-starter for her. And I wanted to get her to watch Shaun of the Dead because I think that, like, that one is is different, right? But I know that there's just too much. There's too much zombies for her to... To find any of the jokes funny. Yeah. Because, I mean, that that is by far one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. But if you don't like corpses, you're not going to like that movie, right? No, you're going to hate it. Um, but she she has watched Hot Fuzz and End of the World. And we started Hot Fuzz maybe 40 minutes in, which typically she hates to do. But I, you know, I was making dinner and so... God, this was on Valentine's Day. So I was making the dessert for that day. And it was on HBO, so I put it on. And I'm, like, doing my stuff. And she was like, this movie makes no sense. This is this is so weird. Why are we... <laughs> well, okay. All right, that was funny. And then, like, by the end of the movie, she she was like, this movie makes no sense. It's crazy. This is, like, this is... I mean, it's funny, but I don't get anything. <laughs> uh, but she liked it. She liked it a lot more than uh, End of the World. Um, and I mean, that that movie also, like, you know, I, I wouldn't say she disliked it or anything. She just was like, this movie makes no sense. What's going on? Why are there robots? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a but good it was, question. It was it was funny to see her be like, oh, well, OK, that's that's from that other movie. Well, he's from that other movie. Well, wow. Look at all the people that were from that other movie. And I was like, oh, a lot of these people are carry owners from from Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> there are people that, that Edgar Wright works with all the time. So It's a good one. It's a really good movie. Yeah. God, I remember 
when we went and saw Shaun of the Dead because that was the same day that Shelly got married in Kalamazoo. Oh, and so we had we had driven out to Kalamazoo for her wedding. And then we were on our way back. And I, God, I called the guy. And I was like, hey, we're, we're on our way back. Do you want to do something? And she was like, yeah, we could go see a movie. What do you want to see? And so Shaun of the Dead had just started playing in the U.S. And I feel so bad about this because I told John Pinot that I was going to go see it with him. But instead, I, I had talked to, I think, I think Irish had texted me or something. Um, and so I texted him back and I was like, hey, we're going to go see a movie. And so the four of us went to go see it. And John didn't come with us. And then I, we were at a party or something. And I mentioned that I saw Shaun of the Dead. And John was like, hey, we were supposed to go see that. And I was like, (laughs) you just couldn't keep your big trap shut. (laughs) Loose lip sync ship, man. (laughs) The thing is, though, I think he saw it with somebody else. So it was like a... How, how dare you do that thing I did? <laughs> but but anyway, um, yeah, I you know we're we are enjoying it. But the problem is, we've been falling asleep during episodes because we've been so tired lately. And since Tati uh, had to have a tooth extracted yesterday, Real. she has yeah she's been on um, pain medication, so it has been much harder for her to watch an episode all the way through. Ouch. But yeah, I mean, over the past couple months, we've watched Sabrina, uh, or I should say The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and we were so mad about the last episode. Is this series done or is it just... uh... It's done. It's done, done. And up until that last episode, we were on board, but I mean, especially when they started doing uh, like... They, they started turning much more toward like, oh, HP Lovecraft type stuff. It was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm on board with this. I am fully on board with this. You guys made this show for me. But that last episode, man, we still to this day talk about like, God, I can't believe they did that. That just makes me so angry. That sucks. Yeah, it, it does. But uh, God, we, we watched The Witcher. I mean, there's only one season of it so far. Okay, yeah. Uh, we watched Stranger Things. We watched Dark. Yeah, I mean, we've we've watched a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, there's obviously some shows I'm not going to be able to get her into, like Walking Dead, for instance. Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I I find I try to find time to watch those. Uh, my boss is is a really big horror guy, so he and I talk horror all the time. And I was like, hey, so question from from a married person to a married person why not like does your wife like horror movies and he was like oh god no she hates them and i was like when do you find time to watch them and she's like you know he, he said you know well you know she'll be reading a book in one room and i'll say okay i'm gonna go in the other and i'm gonna watch a movie and she's like "Ugh, fine i'll put my headphones on <laughs> uh so you know like i think just like typical married stuff of okay i'm gonna go do something all right, uh, which is eventually going to lead me to the next thing I'm into, but it's your turn. Uh, so still buying records, still loving records. Yes. Um, fell into a series that um, really, really is very exciting for me. 
What is uh, it? Because for those uh, for those who are new and, and are just playing, uh, with record collecting, for me, it has been a lot more about finding new things mm-hmm. and finding things that are purposely finding like older things like jazz i've been getting into a lot more because they were made for the medium yes 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 definitely so there is a record company and pressing plant in the middle of kansas in salinas kansas called quality record pressings oh wow so that's the name of the record plant and the overarching label that presses through quality record pressings is called Acoustic Sounds. And they have done a lot of um, probably the probably like the company that would be a parallel to them that most pu- people have either seen or are familiar with is Mobile Fidelity Sound Labs. If you've mm-hmm. ever been in a record store or a <laughs> Or uh, borders back in the day in the CD mm-hmm. section, and you were like, "Gold CDs? This is stupid." There was <laughs> usually a bar at the top of that CD label, label that interrupted the art that said "Mobile Fidelity Sound Lab," mm-hmm. and their whole goal is to be like an audiophile version. Mm-hmm. Well, Universal Music now owns fucking everything. It's really sick. But they now own, they don't own Blue Note. Blue Note is still Blue Note, as far mm-hmm. as I know. I, I don't know if anybody owns Blue Note. So Blue Note is doing their own series of reissuing Blue Note classics for $25, all cut from analog tapes, just with cheaper cheaper jackets. Mm-hmm. So for 25 bucks, I got Lee Morgan's The Sidewinder, um a song from my father i got i got all these cool blue note records and that's happening that's awesome acoustic sounds is doing a series with universal with verve and deca and um emercy mercury like all these labels The first one they did that I got was uh, Louis Armstrong and Oscar Peterson together. Very cool. Uh, Gets Gilberto, which if you've never heard, sounds like you're at a fancy adult party anytime you listen to it. Yeah, yeah. That's that's usually what I think of when I think of jazz. Like the right kind of jazz is. For a while, I'd always imagined myself living. <clears throat> in an apartment in the city and I would have exposed brick on one side correct and I would be making dinner on a Saturday night listening to jazz and and in that apartment and like the city would be out the big giant windows and yeah that, I don't know why that was always what where I saw my life going considering I'm a dirt bag but like, <laughs> that is that is still where I saw myself for some reason well, I can't blame you um, because it's amazing. Uh, Gets Gilberto, you, if you've ever heard "Girl from Ipanema," yes, the the version with the uh, that sounds like everybody's falling asleep while they're singing it. Um, <laughs> that's from this album, and it is the it's probably the biggest gateway jazz album there is <laughs> because gateway jazz. 
Well, I mean, like, if you're not into jazz and somebody mm-hmm. puts that on, you're still like, that's pretty good. <laughs> it's it's the Green Day Dookie of yeah, jazz. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's that's. I'm I'm sure Stan Getz and Jao Gilberto are like, we are the Green Day. <laughs> Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could I could go so far as to say no effects punk and drublick. I mean, that's what that's what hooked me, man. <laughs> so, so this record it's it's one of those records that you put on and you're like, it's gonna be a makeout party tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be some kissing. Uh, so that's that's great. But then they did Nina Simone's uh, Pastel Blues. Oh no! Way. And I put a spell on you. Which are both fantastic. So I got those because, of course, I did. And then... Yeah, Nina Simone's awesome. Then Peggy Lee Black Coffee, which is great. And I had never bought a... Like, all these records are records I never would have bought. Never Mm -hmm. in a million years would I go to a record store and buy any of these. Um, Coltrane's Love Supreme and Ballads. Ballads is unbelievably good. and, And Love Supreme is spiritual jazz like it is him taking a look at where he was and doing something that was radically different it's very i'm still not super into it but it's one of those records that's like you gotta give it a while man (laughs) (laughs) gotta let it stew you gotta let that one cook (laughs) um then sarah vaughn which is she was a um a singer and that's excellent and then there's like this weird one that I just got, which is called George Russell, New York, New York. So it's like this kind of symphony jazz album with a narrator who's like, New York City. <laughs> it's really. Oh, so it's so it's like uh, the beginning of Midwestern Songs of the Americas. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's kind of corny, but it's kind of cool. And uh, next in the next installment. So they're basically doing these like every other month. They're, they're doing a new installment of these. They kind of whipped out a whole bunch all at once, and now they're saying the next ones are in May. Um, but they're doing Ray Charles, Genius plus Soul equals Jazz. So Oh, man. And then... Ray the, Charles, early Ray Charles, fucking kills, dude. Yeah. And uh, they're doing the Gil Evans Orchestra, Out of the Cool. And I've heard that that was supposed to be really good. So it's just... I've been getting into new, new old music, mm-hmm. and it's new to you. New to I me, mean, it's music, old music, yeah. but it's new. Yeah, like you know, I'll, I'll, when I'll be listening, uh, to, and I know I've talked about this a million times, the Pandora station that I have, that's for the cramps, mm-hmm. but it's, that is the, <laughs> it's funny. Every fifth song is a cramp song. But also every fifth song is a Misfits song. And then every tenth song is a Ramones song. But then every seventh song is a Johnny Cash song. Like, it's... But then that's when you start to get stuff like Charlie Feathers. That's when you get stuff that... God, I wish I could remember. You know what? I can actually tell you the name. Uh, Let me look at my phone. Because I wrote down a bunch of the names because I was going to buy their music. Um, Because, like, I would hear it and I would say, holy shit. This stuff is great. Like I, I should buy this stuff, but then it was really hard to find some like JD McPherson, Mother of Lies. It sounds like the song is from the 60s, 
but the guy recorded it, I think in 2015 or 2016. Yeah. And he's like younger than us. Uh, and then shit, there's, uh, Commonwealth Jones who she is from a while ago. Uh, and you know, like Nancy Sinatra, um, that's also where the first time I heard plastic Bertrand, uh, and it was funny because my my boss for a like a team warm up thing uh, during one of our meetings asked for a song that we would listen to when we need to get ready for something, and I was like, huh, huh, huh. Uh, and then a bunch of people were posting like more than one song, so I was like, okay, great, because I don't feel so boxed in. But that was I, I put that, and then I put a couple others. One of them. Andrew WK, party hard. <laughs> it's a it's a pump up song. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just as soon as you hear it, you're like, God, must keep pumping fist. Must keep pumping. Must party uh, yeah, hard. I, I put, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I put Dillinger Four. Uh, thanks for nothing. Part Two: The Revenge. Uh, off with their heads. Seek advice elsewhere. And then uh, Plastic Bertrand, uh, Saplon, Pour Moi, and then uh, the other one that I mentioned that I forget. Uh, but no one at work had heard any of them, and they were like, well, no, I take that back. Only one person had heard one of those songs, and it was my coworker who grew up in Germany. Uh, and she was like, oh, God, that song was so big in, like, the 70s in Germany. And I was like, that's... That's funny. That's me, baby. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. But my boss actually came to me where he was like, yeah, I had, I, I, like, I had never heard any songs. You're the only person in, you know, on the team that can actually give me stuff I've never heard before. Everybody else is putting stuff where it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. But what's new? <laughs> yeah, it's been exciting. Um, I bought two Thin Lizzy records. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to make fun of you for that because they're jailbreak, jailbreak, jailbreak fucking nails it, dude. That song hits jailbreak is so good. I got jailbreak and then I got, um, one of their later records from like, like right before he passed, uh, like it's probably the last thin Lizzy record. Mm -hmm. Uh, let me, let me get the, did he die from an overdose? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, at least it was. Was he twenty-seven? <laughs> he was thirty-something. He was young. Ah, okay. He was young. His life was rough. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he was not a black Irishman, but a black Irishman. Yep. And you know, there's a lot of great things about the Irish, but um, in Ireland at the time, uh, they were not known for their intolerance. So, or I yeah. should say, they were not known for their tolerance. So. Uh, yeah, he must have had a just dreadful life. <laughs> Renegade is the album that I got. It mm. it did nothing for them. It was a, a real poor performer. Um, but there's straight heat on this record in my book. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. but it's one of those ones where you're backed away from it um, because you hear it and you're like, that's Thin Lizzy. You know, mm -hmm. and I didn't come from one two three four five six seven eight nine ten this was not my 11th thin lizzie record as it is in chronological order this was my first 
Yeah, yeah. And then I picked up Jailbreak because I was like, yeah, I have to hear it. I have to have Jailbreak. Yeah. And well, I'll... I mean, you, you know what What else, like, I should probably pick up is the first Boston record. Oh, my God. The first Boston record, everybody, like, there's it's like a trillion versions untouchable. of it. It's untouchable. <laughs> they recorded it in a basement, Matt. <laughs> It, it is insane that they engineered that in the the one dude's basement, but it went on to be gigantic. Yeah, I mean, they weren't even a band. Yeah, weren't even a band, and that thing has sold millions, millions. Yeah, like like octuple platinum, like that. That is. A good selling record, Matt. Yeah, but it's it's really nice because I don't have I can get new copies of these things because mm-hmm. the used market right now, I think with COVID, the everybody has discovered reselling online, <laughs> so yeah. the used market on good copies is through the roof on a lot of these things. So yeah. I get a lot of them new and. Are they the best sounding ones? Probably not. The the stuff from Acoustic Sounds and the stuff from Blue Note, those are going to be great. Is right. it going to be the same? No, of course not. Of course not. Mm-hmm. When they cut those records in the 50s, a lot of that Blue Notes Blue Note stuff, they rolled off the top and the bottom end because they knew that they were making them for cheap record players. And it like Oh, really? Yeah. So the, I now know way too much about records, which is very well. Dirty. That's that's what they do with CDs, right? Is they cut the top and bottom off because, yep, the, the, it can only it can only store so much data. So they would roll them off. They would roll off the top and the bottom. They would cut like the top hertz off, for a few reasons. Number one, is just vinyl's a real shitty medium anyway, uh, but. It's so stupid. I don't know why I got into records. It's the dumbest, most fragile, dumb thing on earth. I really love it, but it's really stupid also at the same time. So I kind of like that it's dumb. But the cheaper your record player, the more likely it was to jump out. So Led Zeppelin II has a very famous version. The first version that came out that was pressed in the United States was um, Bernie Grunman. It has, I think that's who pressed it or who got mastered it. I think it says BG on there. Mm-hmm. And in the, it, those would pop out of cheap record players. So it'd be reading the, reading the groove and the, oh, wow. the movements were so much, it would cause cheap, cheap turntables to flick it off. So they had to stop selling those ones and they had to recut the album, remaster the album with the top and the bottom rolled off. Oh my gosh. But Blue Note knew that they were selling jazz. So they were selling jazz to Black America in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So they knew that you know, they were smart enough to be like we need to make sure that everybody who buys this record can play this record. Yeah. So they tried it with like the lowest end turntables they could find and they were like we know that it's going to work on these tables. And that's mm-hmm. what they did. So that was their intent. Yeah, it's that was, crazy. That was smart. So they have a different sonic feel. So now, you know, to get a audio, you know, to get a better record player, you can get a really, really nice record player for less than three hundred bucks that has mm-hmm. a weight and uh, anti skate and all the stuff that you need. 
Mm-hmm. And the Audio Technica LP one fifty. Look at me. Look at me. I buy records. I'm yeah. Nerd. At some point, I'll probably get a record player, but for now. Um, everything is in boxes downstairs. <laughs> I get it. Not not today. <laughs> and not today. And I'm not going to buy a CD player anytime soon. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah. What's the last thing you're into, Maddie? Um, well, we're remodeling the basement right now. We we got 40 sheets of drywall in January, and we have 21 sheets up. So we have. We've got the workroom in the basement. We've got the laundry room in the basement. And then we've got like an actual room room in the basement. Uh, And so I had torn all of the paneling down in the basement because we were having leaks. So I had all the walls, you know, (laughs) matters heads already know all this stuff. But uh, (laughs) yeah, we we had all the walls patched. I mean, I had every rod hole patched. I had cracks patched, everything. Um, so that the basement would be dry as a bone from when we put the drywall up. So right. we got that room done, including the bulkhead. Uh, I had to... Matt, look, I'm not, I'm not a home renovation expert, but when I see shit that is this dumb, I just get so angry. <laughs> they had cut a hole in the ductwork on the side that was to go out from the from the vents but they put um they put the the furring strips up for to make a bulkhead and so they cut the hole probably before they put the bulkhead up because there had been a vent up there but now that they put the bulkhead up they needed to do something to get that air out into the room so they took a piece of plywood they cut a circle in the plywood a four inch circle and then they screwed the piece of plywood to the vents and put the four inch pipe through but it didn't even go all the way to the edge it was a couple inches away from the edge so that the air still went into the vent or into the um into the bulkhead instead of coming out So what I had to do was I had to go to Lowe's and buy a whole bunch of stuff and then rig something to take so that I could, with sheet metal screws, I could screw it to the the ductwork and then have it uh, use a couple reducers to come out to be a four inch pipe from the uh, basically 10 by six hole. I, I learned a whole bunch about um, vents and, uh, well, I mean, you know, obviously not like all the HVAC stuff, but for a little while, I felt like a pretty smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, we're not losing any heat out of that anymore. And I have the 3M, uh, you know, HVAC tape that I sealed the whole thing with after screwing it in, so... That is secure. Uh, but we got that room done, and then we are now moving out into the larger basement. And unfortunately, because w- w- what we are using is ultralight drywall, so it is, I think, 42 pounds a sheet. Regular drywall is 57 pounds a sheet. We are going to have, and that uh, regular drywall is half an inch. We are going to have to get the 5 eighths uh, drywall for the, um, for the, uh, the, 
laundry room because that's also where the furnace is because when you are dealing with furnace rooms you have to use five eighths because it's a firewall retardant so didn't know that well the, i mean drywall itself is a firewall or is a, is a fire retardant right because it's gypsum but five eighths is just for a one more barrier i mean the thing is like there are two doorways in this room, so it's really not going to stop anything. But, uh, you know, we've we've got to put the five eights up, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, but those sheets weigh like 70 pounds a piece, so that's going to be that's going to be something I hope we can do after after COVID where we're going to have you come over and help me because <laughs> I know you've put drywall up before. So, yep. yeah. Uh, so how did you do with the mudding? terribly i'm not a good mutter i don't know man i've seen those walls and i didn't see seams yeah because so i eventually did... paid for somebody to do it oh okay okay yeah i just i i, I we were wet sanding and uh, oh to keep to keep the dust down to keep the dust down and probably would have just been better just to well so there is this stuff you can buy i forget what the name is i've watched a ton of videos man um, there's this stuff you can buy. It kind of looks like Big Lee Chew, <laughs> um, where you, you throw it on the ground and then you do your sanding and, you know, whatever else you're going to do with the drywall and it binds to the dust so that when you sweep, it doesn't keep the dust going in the air. It binds to the, to the basically like plastic sawdust or whatever it is. So when you sweep, all you're doing is sweeping that and you buy a bucket of it. And it should should supposedly last you your entire job because contractors use it. And so, you know, we have a fair amount of gift cards to Home Depot uh, that we got for our wedding. Thank you, everybody who gave us a gift card. And so we are going to use that money that we got for the floor, uh, for the rest of the drywall, and for uh, some of the tools we need to get that stuff done because yeah. some of those tools are not cheap. But Tati, Tati and I have been short with each other a couple times when it has been like, no, no, I, no, that is not what I'm what I'm saying is do it like this. Well, no, no, what I'm saying is basically the same thing but said in a different way, and we're getting mad over nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, like – Doing doing a ceiling is so much different because when you put it up against the wall, left, right, top, bottom, or left, right, top, and bottom. But when you're putting it up, when you have it on the ground, it's actually reversed when you put it up. <laughs> so it's like, oh, shit. I cut. God damn it. <laughs> and I mean, you know, the the walls are never level, ever. Like when, no. when they show you videos... They make those. They make the the framing perfectly level, and so they just put one sheet up, and then they put another sheet up, and they don't have to cut shit. That is not how things actually work. Don't believe those videos, because I have had to cut every single sheet of drywall I've ever had to put up. It is poop, and drywall shims save you every time. <laughs> um, I didn't know about drywall shims until Phil uh, Phil Schultes told me. Because I was telling about how uneven some parts were, and he's like, "Well, don't you have drywall shims?" And I was like, "I know what a shim is, but what's a drywall shim?" Matt is actually just a piece of cardboard. Like they sell a pack of a hundred, but it's just a piece of cardboard that is an eighth of an inch, or no, a sixteenth of an inch. So 
you can you can put a bunch of them together and then put it up like on on a on a furring strip or on a stud or whatever that's uneven so that you won't bend the drywall uh because it'll like you basically staple it to the wall and then when you drill through mm. that is that keeps it steady and it yep. you know it it stays there for the whole time and w- the first couple walls we did we didn't have it and so there's a couple parts that are a little bent in that we're going to have to really mud carefully but uh after the after the drywall shims that's really saved our bacon so nice yeah because things are so wrong in all the framing i mean they're supposed to be every 16 inches it's like they just rolled a dice like they they rolled a fucking 20 matt where they're like all right how far is this one gonna be apart pathetic pathetic (laughs) and like some will be like literally a quarter of an inch away from the kick plate and some of them will be a quarter of an inch off the top like that is how off they are and like i had to fix some of them because they were so wobbly yeah i was gonna ask you are you you just thinking about like can't we just tear this down and i can reframe the whole damn thing no because reframing it would have to have it uh inspected i guess no, I talked. I talked to one of the people with the city, uh, uh, and if you put if you put something up, it has to be inspected. But if it was there when you when you bought the house, it doesn't. So that's what he told me was just like, well, you know, we can come out and we can inspect it, but anything we find, you have to fix. But if you say that that framing was already there, you can put the drywall up. You just can't list it as a finished basement unless they pulled permits. Correct. And so, yeah, even though I'm sitting in a as, finished basement, we, we are not in a finished basement. Yeah. You, what you would have to say is a renewed or a, um, God, what's the other thing you can say? Like a renewed or a remodeled basement, but finished, you cannot say. Correct. Yeah. Unless permits, permits are pulled in which you can. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I people no who permits. see, people who see a, a new basement with drywall and new tile and all that stuff don't care (laughs) and you know i mean i had all new lines run with a great electrician and he has he has come back and he's done more work for me and he's more than fair uh he's he's very talkative very chatty um but he's a nice guy and he does a great job so can't beat that Yeah. yeah yeah here we go you can get in contact with us at matters pod on Twitter. Who knows? I have no idea the last time we tweeted. I'm still yeah, I, at Matt Noss on Twitter though. I am still at karate Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie, we did it. We, we recorded another, we episode. recorded an episode and what a monster <laughs> of an episode you have to add yeah, here, is, Matt. This oh is a, God. This well, you know, luckily I don't think there's a lot of, and, <clears throat> and, <clears throat> You'll be surprised. So, oh, I know. I know. Uh, but, I mean, just speaking from me, because I, I made sure to really blow my nose before the, the uh, episode recorded, there's going to be a lot of ums, though. Absolutely. People who listen to the show don't realize that I cut out five to ten minutes of ums and, and <laughs> in every episode. <laughs> At least five to ten. So much. There's been a couple. There's been a couple where I like, and and Matt, you even said like, after a while, I just I just stopped because it was like, yep, 
do we want to get this out on a Monday? Yeah, then no, no more. <laughs> no more. We got it. We got to just accept it. It's part of the part of the charm. All yeah. right. Well, we will catch you on the next episode of Matters. It now hurts my throat to say those things. Yeah, it wasn't pleasant for me. His name is Matt. His name is Matt. And that's all that matters. <laughs> it was a good try. It was, it was a, a solid try. <laughs> Just six hours of that. Just one more minute. Phonate. Phonate. Mouth sounds. Mouth sounds.